17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Ravens post-game show on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. And I'm Cordell Woodland, host of Shaking It Up Sports on 105.7 The Fan and Ravens Beat Reporter for that same station. And uh, this is a, uh, (laughs) I really don't know how to feel, Cordell. I am in a mix of emotions uh, Mm -hmm. for this week two loss to the Miami Dolphins. If you would have told me that the Ravens put up 38 points and lost the football game, I would have been surprised. I probably would have called you a liar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yet it is the reality for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, So let's break it up. Offense. Let's start with the offense. I feel like that that was the, the, the bright portion of the day, even though it still had issues, but yeah, obviously, um, what would this team be without Lamar Jackson? It, it, it sucks that what will get lost in all of this is how fantastic he played. Um, mm-hmm. he to the, in the third quarter, Lamar had a perfect passer rating. He finished the game with a 142.7 QBR, um, which is damn good, if you, if you know. And so uh, he was just phenomenal, phenomenal uh, running the ball as well as passing the ball and yes we got to call out the fact that he did fumble the snap um which led them to not get the seven points but ultimately um yeah Lamar was fantastic the wide receivers were fantastic uh that is the the good part about this the bad part about this the offensive line and rush uh and, and trying to rush block run block awful running backs awful run game awful so that's my scenario I mean that's like my like general synopsis of what we saw from the offense on Sunday uh but you can break it down a little bit more because that's really just like where I am in a nutshell with this offense (laughs) I I mean I I think that's where everybody is and you talk about the Ravens having being up by 21 points at basically two different times in this game and still losing and also the fact of the Ravens didn't turn the ball over in this game. The only turnovers they had were turnovers on down, but they didn't turn the ball over and they scored 38 points and they still lost this game. Right. This, this offense, I'm this offense has its moments where it looks really good. And shockingly enough, it's specifically in the past game. At least it was in the Dolphins game. And for the most part, in that Jets game, it was the passing game that gave them anything. Lamar has – Lamar's Lamar. I mean, you know, he he just makes it look so easy out there at times. And it is a shame that uh, with him having the day he had today that is going to get overshadowed by the fact that the Ravens lost the game. And even for him, I think that's going to be the case. I I, I don't think that he's necessarily going to take it as though, like, man, I just had one of the best games of my career. It's going to be, man, we weren't able to score enough points to win the game. And this run game is a big reason for that. Right. You think of the Ravens and really any football team that gets a big lead in the NFL, 
they're going to use the run game to basically seal the deal. You know, the run game mixed with a couple of defensive stops here and there, but mainly just running the ball, possessing the ball, eating the clock, uh, you know, moving the ball down the field. That's what you're looking for when you talk about putting a team away. Yep. The Ravens, through all of their faults throughout these last few years, basically in the Lamar era, nobody can really say that this is a team that has given up big leads. This is a team that when usually when they're beating you and beating you the way that they were beating the Dolphins in the first half today, they finish that easy, easy. I mean, teams usually just know what's coming. They know that the Ravens are about to run the ball down their throat. They know that the defense is going to be good enough. I mean, with a 21-point lead, you would expect that to be good enough. But I I think just looking at this offense, I think you saw a team that at certain points did probably take their foot off the gas, had a couple of questionable play calls. I I can't stay on the run game enough. I'm I'm tired of watching Mike Davis back there. I really mean no disrespect, but I, I I'm tired of watching Mike Davis carry the football. It's literally <laughs> what is what good is coming out of this. The what what good is coming? I mean, the one good that came out of him carrying the ball today, I think they I think he was the one that got the face mask penalty, or maybe it was King and Drake, but I think it was Mike Davis. Um, it's it's just like what are we doing here, King and Drake? I mean. Six carries, eight yards. Oh, what what are we doing? Justice Hill, <laughs> three carries, sixteen yards. At least give Justice Hill. One thing I like about you can tell when there's a difference between these running backs when Justice Hill gets on the field. He's faster. He's clearly the most explosive back they have on the active roster. Is he right on the, now, is he on, in the doghouse? Is he in the doghouse and we don't know about it? It would be hard for me to imagine that he's in the doghouse because he's a guy that is drafted by this team. He's a very good special teams player. He made yes, a special teams tackle today, you yep. know, that was really good. Um, it, it's hard for me to imagine he's in the doghouse. He's coming. He's another one that's coming back off of a season and an injury last year and, you know, is making the return. So I can't explain why he keeps getting skipped over. You know, he may be in that James Prochet boat, maybe not the same boat because he does get on the field in some sort of capacity, but it's just something to where they just really don't view him, I think, as a true asset in the running game. Somebody that they could that they felt like they could consistently hand the ball to and it'll give them what they want. And what I would say, if that's what they think, what I would say is it can't be worse than what it is. Right. It can't be. You know, it's it's downright awful. It's downright awful. So I I think, you know, and I think a lot of people are probably feeling the type of way about J.K. Dobbins not playing in the Dolphins game, maybe. I'm not going to act like I'm not a little surprised. I don't have an issue with it, but I'm surprised. The guy put together a full week of a full participation in practice. You usually see guys like that play in that game. But he didn't play. Travis Jones didn't play. Travis Jones is a little bit less of a surprise for me um, because this was his first week back. But going to New England next week, playing on that artificial turf, Harbs has been vocal about not being a fan of that type of field, not being a fan uh, of of that type of grass, so to speak. So I, I would be surprised a little bit to see Dobbins make his first game back 
on that on in that uh Patriots game. Same for Travis Jones right now, just with the way Harbs has talked about those type of fields. But yeah, this this offensive line, they have they're getting zero push in the run game. The yep. run game is the only issue. I mean, it, it's really what I think is what cost them the game because you look at the pass game and it's efficient. Nothing but efficiency. 21 for 29, 318 yards, three touchdowns, zero sacks, 142.6 passer rating. You you can't really complain about anything in that department. Yeah, I, I, listen, at the end of the day, um, I, I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter about, um, you know, the running game. And, oh, oh, Greg Roman's supposed to be this run guru and he's not mustering up no run plays. That's not what's happening. I understand that we hate Greg Roman in this town. We meaning y'all because I don't hate Greg Roman. And I understand that um, we have to blame somebody for something, right? Um, but w- what you have to do sometimes, people, is blame the personnel that you have and blame the people that that is available. What's going on right now is Tyler Lindenbaum is getting blown off you know, off the snap. What's happening is Ben Powers is not playing well. And at times the right side has looked a little shaky, but it's the left side. Now, Makari has done well in what he could, right, at left tackle. But that left guard position and the center position has not boded well, particularly in, you know, run blocking. That is something that they are struggling with. And I would love to see J.K. Dobbins, you know, play. But quite Honestly, Cordell, I don't know if what JK would do much differently than mm-hmm. a Kenyon Drake or a Justice Hill. And and yes, do I think he's more talented? Absolutely. I'm simply saying that the offensive line right now is not in a good position for run uh for run blocking. And that's where it starts. Yes, I'm tired of Mike Davis, no different than you are. I would I would love for them to get away from Mike Davis. They can run Justice Hill and they can run King and Drake and they can run J.K. Dobbins when he gets back. And I don't know if it's that much better. It has to get better up front for them to have a better run game. And if that doesn't happen, this is going to be a very long season for the Baltimore Ravens because all we kept hearing is, oh, well, maybe they're going back to 2019. Maybe they're doing 2019 things. Well, there's a lot of things missing here in 20 from 2019 things, right? Obviously, the run game. Um, Nick Boyle is a part of that, um, you know, mathematical category in terms of run game. He's he's the 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 blocking tight end of this team. He's not out there as of right now. And so then you have the offensive line struggles. They can't be 2019 simply because they can't run the football. And if mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is going to be the person who week in and week out continues to lead the team in rushing, that is a serious problem that you have as the Ravens, point blank period. Yeah, uh, definitely a couple of things. You're right. I mean, this offensive line definitely has not been good uh, at all, specifically the interior. They're getting zero push um, and and guys are being – pretty much getting first contact right at the line of scrimmage. I don't think J.K. Dobbins will make a ton of difference in this situation right now, especially with him just getting back uh, his first couple of games back. I don't expect it to be J.K. Dobbins just changing everything. But I will say that maybe maybe Dobbins coming back, you know, it, it, it could give them just a little bit of that spark that they need who knows you know he's a he's he's the lead he's the best back on this team for a reason he sees things that other guys can't see 
he can make moves that other guys can't move. And sometimes as a running back, that's what you need. Sometimes as a team in a run game in general, you just need a guy that can do more with what he's getting than the next guy. So while the offensive line maybe not turn into, you know, the best run blocking unit in the league all of a sudden when J.K. Dobbins comes back, I'm saying that maybe J.K. Dobbins can do a little more with the little bit that he's given, unlike the rest of these guys. You yeah. know, because I just don't think that they have the talent to be able to do it. I've, the reason I like Justice Hill is because at least he is able to go forward. And even in the small sample size we've gotten, he's the, he's the one that looks like the most productive to me. He looks like the one that's going to give you more bang for your buck. He, I like adding as much speed as possible in that backfield with Lamar, at least at this current stage. Now, when yeah. J.K.'s back, I want J.K. out there point blank period once he's able to play. But, yes, it's, it's dangerous right now. And really, I, I don't want to make every type of good or bad game for Lamar a contract situation. Oh, but you already know that's happening, though. Yeah, that, that's yeah, what we're going to do week in and week out. I, I'm, I'm tr- I tried to fight it, but I can't fight it. You, it's, in, it's incredibly hard for me to watch the game that I watched and think, why in the world is this guy not signed? If anything, it's more like, Lamar, is this even what you want? I mean, yes, your receivers are better than what everybody thought, but if it's going to be like you and only you and you've got to do everything and if you have to have – if you have an off day in one department, you're going to have to worry about can you win the game? Yeah. Because the defense will get to in a second. It just seems like right now it's all on Lamar. And in yep. the Dolphins game show that even MVP-esque Lamar isn't enough sometimes. Um, and that's the Ravens' issues. They simply aren't – they simply don't put together these full games. It's, it's usually Lamar leading the cast, but it – he doesn't always get the help. So I'm curious to see where they go from here because you can only go up. I mean, they look like an incredible unit on both sides of the ball for the first half. And from there, you know, credit to the Dolphins not giving up. And this was a defense that found out something. The Dolphins defense found something that worked for them. The Ravens offense wasn't as potent in the second half scoring only 10 points the way they were in the first half where they scored the 28. I thought some of it was play calling and I thought some of it was just the Dolphins being better. You know, those guys simply not giving up. And I I, I would, I I responded to a guy on Twitter about it. Like I I would love to see Rashad Bateman get more opportunities, but at the same time, I knew coming into this season, he wasn't going to be a high targeted guy. He was going to be probably, second in targets behind Andrews but I thought that he was going to be somebody that gave you more bang for your buck than Marquise Brown who's still doing the same stuff you know he did in Baltimore for those of you that watched the Cardinals game uh but Bateman more yards more touchdowns that's what you're going to get from him the the speed is there clearly the dude can run he can clearly run uh Definitely going to see what's going on with DuVernay, who entered the concussion protocol. That's going to be a big blow for the Ravens, especially if James Prochet can't find a way to get back on the field this week. You can expect to see a lot more Demarcus Robinson and uh, Tylen Wallace out there, and even Riley Webb, potentially, who was also activated for this game for special teams purposes. Yeah, so 
real quick before we move to defense um if ronnie stanley comes back do you make a move at the left guard position potentially putting mccarty there potentially potentially i would think about it i i i would think about it i think the ravens have that card in their hand in the back in their back pocket right now you know mccarty feels more comfortable playing guard yep. uh for sure so you know with stanley out there you kind of solidify your line putting Macari at, at, at left guard. So I would not, it would not surprise me at all to see that happen. Oh, I completely think that that might be a realistic thing, depending on how long it takes for Ronnie Stanley to make his first appearance uh, in over a year. So I expect to see, uh, yeah, I, I'm really hoping that the Ravens figure it out because this run game is, is, is abysmal. It's embarrassing. Um, and it doesn't help at all in terms of keeping the time of possession, in terms of keeping the ball away from opposing offenses, and they just have to figure out a way to make things work.